everybody to the a little less fear podcast i am dr lino martinez i'm your host for this show and today's episode is making mr right you know i used to hate my parents as a teenager for not accepting me back then when i was a lesbian i know that sounds weird coming from a man's voice but for those of you listening in tuning in for the first time i'm a trans man meaning that i was assigned female at birth and when i was 34 years old discovered that wasn't my true self my true identity So I transitioned into my true self, spirit, soul, however you want to understand it. But this is me now as a man. So back to the beginning, making Mr. Right. I used to hate my parents. Yes, I did. I hated them when I was a teenager for not accepting me back then as a lesbian. Back then, I used to like women when I was a kid. When I was a teenager, my first crushes were on girls. I was enthralled by them, their lipstick, their hair. The femininity, I was fully attracted to women, and my first attraction was to the singer, pop star singer, Madonna. I thought she was so sexy, and everything from Lucky Star to Borderline, Material Girl, Vogue, all her generations kept me attracted to her, kept me attracted to women. But then my parents started to figure this out back then. They saw me being a little too obsessed with her and putting her posters up, and they were not liking it, not one bit. So to make my painful childhood teenage story short uh, my parents took me to a psychiatrist that was recommended by one of my high school counselors and a psychiatrist at 14 years old I was 14 years old at the time was trying to make me straight it was a man and we I believe we had three sessions and basically he would ask me why I didn't like men and what about men and this and that I caught on pretty quick, and by the third session, I told him that I liked men and that I was cured, and I was very upset at my parents and told them I never wanted to see him again. So, with time, and as time went by and I was trying to discover myself, I had my first job at 15 and a half years old. Back in the day, 1995, there was a, um, a music store, and it was called uh, On Cue. It was owned by Sam Goody, back when there were CDs were barely coming out. Still a lot of cassettes at the time. And my first job, um, I fell for my, um, I guess, my, my manager at the time. It was a guy, and he knew that I was a lesbian and that I, that I identified as a young lesbian back then. And, and I worked with that company for almost two years. So by the time I was 18 years old, I decided to give it a shot, and I had a crush on this guy. And I lost my virginity, and it really wasn't the biggest deal. It was like, okay, been there, done that, whatever. I didn't feel straight afterwards, I'll tell you that much. I still wanted to be with women, and the more I dated women and the more I dressed like a boy, the more my parents were distant from me, and the more I noticed that they were upset and angry and and they would give me dirty looks, or it just, it wasn't flowing. It was very painful, and I knew that when I dressed like a girl and if I talked about boys, then they lit up. They were happy that way, so I was like, you know what? Let's give it another shot. If I liked it once, it was all right. Maybe I can like it again, so in between trying to please my parents and my family and society, I made myself like men. I had sex with men. I tried to be with men. I was just, you know, kind of hit it and quit it, but I was not feeling uh, fulfilled. I became bisexual by default. Even though um, growing up, I told people I was a lesbian, I still hooked up with guys once in a while. And it was like, maybe this time around, maybe this time around, maybe this time around. 
but I just it wasn't happening. And I started to figure out the older I got, well into my 20s, that I was by default a bisexual. And I became a true bisexual. And what I mean by true bisexual is that, um, no, 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 not what you're thinking. I've actually never had a threesome. So I've never been with a man and a woman or or two women, two men. I've never been in an orgy, nothing like that. I've always been a one-person type of person, one-on-one. Um, I'm still that way, and I prefer it that way. But um, I fell in love with a man, and I've also fallen in love with women. I've fallen in love with more women than I have men. But the beautiful thing that I've experienced after having have struggled to be a lesbian and stay a lesbian was that I opened myself up to being men. And I'm not saying this is true for everybody and all people who identify as lesbians are going through this. It's just true for my my specific journey. I want to get that clear. And um, the beautiful thing about this is that now that I'm 41 years old, I can, I can truthfully say that I no longer judge gender or sexuality. Uh, basically, I see the person for who they are. And all this pain and everything that I went through got me, got me ready for my single manhood today. And that's me being open to dating whoever comes into my life as long as it's something positive, nourishing, growing, and balanced and not superficial virtuous by all statement a very virtuous uh, relationship is what I'm looking for um, thank you mom and dad you put me through a lot of pain but guess what you've made me into a stronger person and I'm able to love more because of that and I also feel that having have loved both genders gave me the ability to love anybody I can love a deaf person I can love a person in a wheelchair people with disabilities people anybody I feel that I can see people for who they are and their energy and their energy that ex- that ignites them and that ignites me too sometimes I feel it's more complicated though because instead of forcing I'm, I'm sorry instead of only attracting one gender I feel like how can I attract him how can I attract her how can I attract them but then I come back to my own reality and I realize that it doesn't matter because Overall, it's all about love, and love doesn't have a gender. With that said, I'm a single man, barely going on seven years into my manhood. May will make my seventh year into into my transition from female to male. I've been transitioning for seven years. When does transition end? It doesn't end. You're always, I'm, I will always be on testosterone to make me feel comfortable, to make me feel good. And um, I feel that everybody, whether they're going from female to male or whether they're going from a new job or from an old job to a new job or buying a new home or getting new shoes, there's always some type of transition. So I'm still growing and I'm accepting my growth. And the thing that makes it challenging is that even though I'm a 41-year-old human being, in my testosterone age as a man, I'm probably in my late 20s makes it difficult because my spirit is attracted to people with wisdom and most people with a lot of wisdom is older than I am attracting. I'm attracting what I look like which is between 20 and 30 years old. If you'd like to know what I look like you can go ahead and check out my website at www.alittlelessfear.com. But how do I navigate dating while not growing up too fast? I don't have the luxury of saying that I know what it's like to go through a normal puberty because I missed that missed out on that I don't know what it's like to date in my 20s I don't know what it's like to date in my 30s here I am now 41 years old a brand new man with a new penis I'm a born-again virgin the real the real virgin right here real 40 year old virgin is staring you in the face yep that's me 
I missed out on my on on dating. I missed out on all of that. But the good thing is that I do have experience as a female. I do have experience and I know what it's like to be a female in her um, growing ages as a baby and, and struggling and and going through rights and wrongs. I've hurt people. People have hurt me. I've grown from it. I've grown physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I've become virtuous. And because of that, I'm more in a sustained, awesome, happy place in my mind. And I feel that for the first time, I'm finding a lot of balance. And that is that is amazing. It's amazing. This podcast is called Making Mr. Right because that's what I feel like I'm doing with myself. After all these years, how do I make Mr. Right? While the priority is to love myself first so that I can benefit others, my other priority is to be an incredible partner to my future partner. I was talking to one of my friends about how I have no experience being in an intimate setting now as a man with a penis. I was a little nervous about it, telling him how, what is it going to be like? Before, when I was in my 20s and 30s, you know, I could drink alcohol, I could hide behind my my fake self, um, but now I'm real. It's like Batman has taken off his costume, and here he is, raw. The raw, the raw dog deal is right here. My buddy then told me that when I was a female, I had tons of experience, and therefore my human body experience would have that memory, and therefore I do have that experience, so there's nothing to be nervous about. While I can intellectualize that, it does not feel true for me, and I'm going to explain why this doesn't feel true for me. Your human body cells renew or regenerate every 7 to 10 years. In other words, old cells die and are replaced by new ones. Head to toe takes about a decade. So I'm, he- I'm hitting my seventh year of being single. And I have a new body. I have a male body. And it is an incredible, resilient body. But it is an inexperienced body. It has not been touched intimately. Oh, wait a minute. I have to say, I've had one sexual experience that was a little over three years ago. Hit it and quit it. To me, that doesn't count. I'm talking about something substantial. As a female, I was carefree. I dated men. I dated women. I didn't, um, I did things recklessly. And I guess that's true for most people in their 20s and 30s. That's how you find yourself. That's how you figure out what's right and wrong. That's how you grow. There's nothing wrong with that. The benefit of those experiences is that I know what it's like to hurt people and be hurt. I know what it's like to, um, unfortunately, I know what it's like to um, emerge out of physical pain. I know what it's like to emerge out of emotional, spiritual pain. And I have both male and female perspectives to thank. I'm careful now because I not only have a phys- physical disabilities, but I have a careful soul that wants to love and protect people. I no longer want to hit it and quit it. I don't want to hit it and quit it relationship. I don't want a um, FWB, friends with benefits. I'm done with that stuff. I'm ready for a real special connection, something true, something real. So here we are, making Mr. Right. Who is Mr. Right anyway? And what makes Mr. Right right? I don't have a direct answer because I could be to some Mr. Wrong, no matter how right I feel. That's why I'm in the middle of making a consciously aware day-to-day decision to make myself into the best version of me. That includes a sober life. I am free of intoxications. However, some people might not say that's true because I do smoke marijuana and I intake marijuana like edibles as well and THC oil down my G-tube. 
Having a genetic disease has many obstacles, but thanks to the marijuana plant, THC and CBD help me with inflammation. Thank you so much, Mother Nature. What else am I doing, quote unquote, right? I meditate daily. It clears my mind. It clears my intentions. It's like it's like a Star Wars Jedi. You know, you're focusing on the good, on the powerful, on the mind control. And I'm constantly training myself. I did martial arts when I was a kid for about 12 years. And one thing that I remember is before we would do our forms and our stance, we would stand in our we would stand in our stance with our eyes closed, take a deep breath. And I always remember that. It's the same thing when I meditate now. I was meditating then and I didn't even know it. All meditation is is concentration. And when I concentrate on clearing my mind and setting my intentions virtuously for the benefit of all mankind, for humankind, I feel ready for my day. I also eat all organic. I have celiac disease, which means I'm gluten intolerant. It causes me to get sick. So even my G-tube meals, thank you functional formularies for being the only organic tube feeding formula in the world. Functional formularies has saved my life and I'm all organic and I give my body the best fuel it can to be able to even make this podcast. I dedicate everything positive that I do daily to those less fortunate. I'm putting myself out here to benefit people who are suffering, to give them light so that they know they're not alone. I read daily to keep growing. I exercise five times a week. I read people's stories and about people's struggles. I feel that right now my life is balanced except for the romantic part. The romantic part is missing. A year ago, I was not even ready for, for a romance. I didn't even want to think about it. But now, after accepting myself and growing, I'm ready. I'm ready to give my love my attention to someone who can grow with me internally, externally, supporting one another with a life balance. Note that I'm not selling myself or marketing my single self either. Rather, I see this as a dedication of my journey and as a dictation as a single man finding love, looking for love. I'm searching for someone who won't judge my size. I'm going to admit it. I'm a tiny little person. I'm a bite-sized small, but I guarantee you that I can light up your room. I'm looking for love now, and I'm open to receive it. Come what may, meanwhile, I'm in the midst of making Mr. Right. I'm looking for someone mature, inquisitive, adventurous, loving, virtuous, fun, exploratory, and single. There are a lot of people that are just looking to see what's better. That's not for me. This month, I'm dedicating the month of February to talk about love and the differences in love. I've come across a lot of people on Instagram and thankful to the Instagram platform that I'm able to find people with disabilities that have found love. People that are on wheelchairs, people that are amputees, people that that are limbless, people that have a G-tube like me, an ostomy bag, and they find love. People don't judge them. There's one for everyone, as my mom always tells me. There's one for everyone, and I believe it, and I'm holding on to that because I believe that to be true. I'm also willing to put myself out there and say that I'm nervous. I am nervous to find, to start dating again because I have insecurities like anybody else does. And through these insecurities, I'm finding strength. I'm finding strength in my own voice. I'm finding strength and, be and belief system that with love, anything is possible. Right now, I want to love as many people as possible, meaning everybody is my center of love, whether or my listeners, the people that are listening to this podcast, my family, my friends, my pets. I give everybody an equal amount of love. And the only thing that's missing is intimacy. Sometimes I wonder and I feel that it might not be possible because of how long I've been single 
and I get into the self-doubt that I'm sure a lot of people who are single get into this doubt too. Will I ever find love? And then um, I get sad too. I see my parents right now are going through a divorce after being married for almost 48 years. That's longer than I've been alive. And when I see that my father and my mother's relationship didn't work out, I wonder if that's going to be me, me too in the future. And I'm afraid of that. I've got these fears. But guess what? They still made it 47 years. If I could be in a marriage for 47 years, that'd be awesome. That would be way into my 80s. I would love that. I would love to be in a loving relationship and to share my love and give my love and gratitude to a one soul person and everybody else equally. Not too much because too much of anything can be excessive. Everything with the balance, people. Everything with the balance. And so I'm ending this podcast with a happy February. Happy February, February, the month of love, as we most of us know, February 14th is Valentine's Day. Um, it's been seven, almost seven years without a Valentine, and I'm okay because I've given my love to myself and to my family and friends and everybody else. So until now, I will continue to dictate and, and find love within people and see what makes Mr. Right. If anybody has any ideas of what makes Mr. Right, just if they want to share their opinion, feel free to email me at www.alittlelessfear.com or directly at alittlelessfear at gmail.com. I'm Dr. Lino Martinez, your host for A Little Less Fear. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, we'll continue on with the month of February on the topic of love. Love you all very much. Thanks for tuning in. Wishing you many blessings.